This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. And Sarah, I heard on a um, an NPR story, your favorite source, 108 degrees in Portland, Oregon. Is this, is this facts? Supposedly it was true on Monday, but here's the thing. You know, I lead a privileged life, so I am in a home and we have air conditioning on the top two floors. And so I didn't have to go outside. So I didn't didn't go outside at all that day. I mean, I did. I I played pickleball that morning, but I've discovered that I'm better acclimated to the heat than a lot of my pickleball cronies. Yeah, Uh, we we played at noon on Sunday. And well, because my trick is don't look at your phone. So you don't know what the temperature is. Yeah. And so I'm not a construction worker. I'm not unhoused. You know, I can be inside and be well hydrated and everything. So my life literally doesn't depend on it. And Agreed. so, so we were playing on Sunday, I was playing, uh, you know, doubles. So there were three other people. And I mean, they were wilting like a plant that hadn't been watered. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I just, I don't know. I just really was, I was having flashbacks to Boston 26, no, to um, 2012. And when it got into the high 80s and I don't know. It just, it didn't feel that oppressive. So yeah. 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 Well, two things. First of all, I really love that tip of not looking at your phone because I do think, I mean, totally dating myself, but you never used to know what the temperature was. Like you were driving by a bank, right? Like they (laughs) had it, you know, in the time in the the temp, you know, or you watch the news that night, right? Sure. I totally remember that. And even, so even this morning, so I have my, I use my phone for an alarm. Mm -hmm. And so it says, you know, right now is 60, three degrees or whatever. Today, the high will be 102 here in Denver. Mm-hmm. And I was like, OMG, like mm-hmm. it just put me off right there. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, I'm sitting here. I just told Barry, our producer, I'm like, I have a fan on me. Is that okay? Can you hear it? You know, like <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of, un- it is unpleasant for sure. Don't get me wrong. But I do like that idea of that. Like you don't have to necessarily mm-hmm. buy into it so bad yeah, obviously yeah. To wear your sunscreen and stuff but yeah yeah exactly and so okay so then you know it it was super hot to you know usually we eat dinner outside and i guess it was maybe monday we have a back porch where we eat dinner and so i guess on i think it was monday anyway jack and i my husband and i are sitting out there and 
he was like, we're going to eat outside. I'm like, yeah, it's nice outside. And then, then the food, the dish that I'd cooked was quite warm. And, and I got, I got hotter the more I ate. And suddenly I was perspiring. I'm like, wow, it's really hot out here. <laughs> Wait, what, 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 like, was it hot as in spicy? As no, in, like... it was just super warm. It was right off the stove. It was oh, okay. um, this really good pasta dish. And, and it just was just piping hot right off the stove. And so, okay. and it wasn't cooling down at all. You know, the, the uh, dish itself, you know, usually if you go outside to eat at 7, 7.15 at night here in Portland, you know, the ambient temperature will lower the temperature of your food. And sure, sure. that was not happening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, all right, abort mission. We're going yeah. back inside. Yeah. So so yeah. last night I did we the last two nights we have eaten inside. So, okay. uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you've been swimming, I, I, I hear, through the grapevine, which mm-hmm. means that that's another way to stay cool. Yes. And so finally, one of my pickleball buddies actually went swimming with me because one of my favorite quote unquote brick workouts is to join up swimming and pickleball because the two are pretty close to each other off the highway. And so I've always wondered like, oh, who from my you know pickleball buddies, who will join me? And my pal Teresa was like, hey, can I go with you? And I'm like, I would love that. So Teresa and I went on Tuesday, and so she had told me over text, she's like, oh, I'll bring my floaty. And I'm like, oh, ha-ha, you know, little ha-ha emoji, whatever. Yeah. Oh, no, she did bring a floating, like, her air mat, you know, uh, air mat, a blow-up air mattress. <laughs> so nice, nice. She, Yeah, so she had no intention of, you know, doing freestyle or breaststroke or any of that. So anyway... So Teresa is um, very, I call her my pocket pal. She's very petite and she has beautiful gray hair, just beautiful gray hair. So, and that's, I'm telling that story because as I'm swimming, I only, I don't stop and look around. I just, you know, turn every fourth stroke and, and to breathe. And so I am at the very opposite side of the pond where one walks into the opposite, the beach. And I'm over there and I turn and I see someone with gray hair in the water and so I'm like, oh my gosh, Teresa must have changed her mind. She must have gone swimming. So I stopped swimming. And oh no, it was not Teresa. And this pond, no one, no one is in that thing. There are some people close to the shore, next to the beach, you know, little kids frolicking with, you know, the the unicorn floaty and, and sure, maybe sure. some life jackets on. But once you go past where barriers would typically be, there's no one. And so it was this woman, I shouldn't say this woman, because it's this person, Marla. And I am not using the term woman because I am convinced that Marla is a mermaid. And I mean that <laughs> for real, for real. I think Marla is wow. a mermaid because the only time I have, well, first of all, Marla, like me, says that the pond is her happy place. She uses that exact phrase. Which so, is the, you, I, so is this the first time you've talked to Marla the mermaid? No, I have talked to Marla the mermaid a number of years ago and I saw her in the exact same spot where I saw her this time. It's this little kind of bump out this it's a little, little cove, a little tiny like cove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tiny, tiny like cove. Three rocks that she can perch herself on with her tail <laughs> and sing. I mean, honestly, it is. And because it is inaccessible, the sides of this pond are so steep. They're covered in blackberry bushes. Like you would have to be the most intrepid, you know, Indiana Jones type to, to bushwhack down to this thing. And there she is. And she's, and the only other time, okay, so I saw her in the pond once. And then the only other time I saw her, Dimity, when she was on land, it was pouring rain, pouring rain. So that's how she was able to come up on land because she was so <laughs> wet. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. So she has gray hair. So does she, does, so like, like what kind of swimmer is she? Is she like doing laps or is she just kind of like, uh, you know, somersaulting to the water and up and, completely, you know, bubbles around and that kind of thing? Completely, completely. And you can kind of hear harp music as it's happening. I, I mean, it, it, it oh. is. And so she, and she says she's there every day. Well, I swim in that pond sometimes twice a week, sometimes as often as four times a week. And yet I haven't seen her for years. So I just, I find it so bizarre that we don't run into each other more. So, but while we were both treading water and talking, because she asked me, she said, oh, is the other side kind of gunky? Because there is kind of some floaty stuff this time of year. And I'm like, oh, that's proof that she didn't go in on that side, that she doesn't know that, yes, there's a bunch of debris floating over there. And so I did, I finally said, I said, was like, oh, you're Marla, right? She she was like, yeah. And so I reintroduced myself and said, Marla, I'm going to tell you, I think you're a mermaid. And Dimity, she did not deny it. (laughs) She She just kept, she said, oh, this is my happy place. I'm here. I swim here every day. I'm thinking, "Mm -hmm, you swim here every day because you live here. Because Mm -hmm. you live here. Yeah, Marla. Yeah. It's kind of like women. There are witches too. You know, there are mermaids. There are witches. Like I totally believe in that. I think that Marla is a mermaid. I think so too. And can I just, I'm laughing because that's a line in a Taylor Swift song uh, about there are witches too. Oh, I didn't know that. Look at me quoting quoting Taylor without even, I must be, I must be uh, her, you know, double or something. (laughs) So anyway, so yes. So, so I saw Marla the mermaid. So nice. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love Mm -hmm. it. Yes. So, all right. Well, we have no questions about mermaids, but Hey, if you do have a question about mermaids or unicorns, because I saw a unicorn on my run the other day that was in our Instagram, supposed to be in our Instagram feed this weekend, last weekend, as you're listening. And yeah, so I mean, Let's just say that Sasquatch is is not the only magical mythical creature here in out Pacific in the Northwest. Pacific Northwest, Marla. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of mm-hmm. need a picture of her. You know what? You're going to take a picture of her, and she won't be there. Oh, I like know. it's going to be like your mm-hmm. arm around her, and we'll be like, <laughs> "Yes, yeah, Sarah, I believe you, Marla." Wink, wink. <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right. Well, thank you for humoring me. And um, I I am only half joking that she's a mermaid. Uh, <laughs> I believe, I honestly, I mean, you know what? Lo- I love it. If the world, if we have real mermaids, mm-hmm. yay. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm-hmm. Like, we need more real mermaids mm-hmm. in this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All right. Well, I don't know if this first caller is a mermaid or not. No. <laughs> Laura Catherine, who's trying to PR. Hi, my name is Laura Catherine, and I'm calling from Des Moines, Iowa. And I'm calling about when to reassess running goals. I'm training for a half right now. I just finished a track workout. And I have three major workouts a week in addition to my easy runs. And I can hit my paces for two out of the three workouts. And then it seems like one run a week, I just cannot hit my paces. Is that a sign that I need to reassess my goals? Or do I just keep plugging ahead? I'm trying to PR, and I could really use your advice. Thanks so much. And I love the show. Bye. So Laura, Catherine, we love that you obviously called us as you're running home from the track. So kudos and thanks. Yeah, I love that. I, I, you know what? She's getting it done. She's like, I have a question mm-hmm. and I'm running and I'm going to just go for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Dim, this question really got my mind churning. So I'm curious to hear your coachly take on it. But from my experience of aiming for numerous PR races, I came to the thought that she doesn't need to reassess her goals, but perhaps modify some of her workouts. And let, let me tell you why that is before you chime in as an expert. 
So again, I don't know whether Laura Catherine has a coach or not, but when I have had a coach way back in the day, they always set workout objectives that were a stretch for me, but not out of my reach, you know, Mm -hmm. that I would really have to strive, but it was attainable. So I'm thinking maybe Laura Catherine has a one size fits all training program, which are fabulous, but that maybe isn't an exact fit for her. And me as an optimist, I'm saying she's doing well that she's hitting two out of three assigned paces. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I agree. I mean, to me, I kind of wish we had more information, but Mm -hmm. it sounds to me, I mean, she obviously sounds like she's got an intense training cycle. If she has three workouts a week that have pieces assigned to them, Mm -hmm. that is, you know, definitely PR worthy for sure. (laughs) Yes. Because it sounds to me somewhat like she's like, she might be on that like run less, run faster oh. technique. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. where you have three key workouts a week. The only thing is where it gets me tripped up there is that the other two are like aerobics. They call them aerobic sessions. Mm. So it's like cycling or swimming or something like that. So mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's not an easy run that would not be an aerobic session, but maybe she is using it like that. Mm-hmm. And that is a very, very hard training plan. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I did that back in the day and I did PR on it. It mm-hmm. definitely was effective. But a couple of things I wanted to say. First of all, she called us in July and she's not hitting her paces and she's in Iowa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it is in Alaska or I mean, and even in Alaska, I mean, it is very hard to hit race paces in July and mm-hmm. August in early September. There is this lovely, crisp day that happens. You know, I can't predict when it's going to be, but <laughs> there is a day that happens somewhere in the fall where all of a sudden the temperatures drop, the humidity drops, you walk outside, you might even need a long sleeve shirt. And oh my gosh, you feel so fresh and so clean and so ready to just like turn your legs over and run the way that you've been trained to run. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That day is coming. So I would <laughs> not put too much emphasis on the pace. I mean, that's the, that's the thing that gets me like a little, and I did it. I mean, I understand what she's saying because you put in the pace, especially if you're on a treadmill and you just get it done. A treadmill, obviously you're not going to be dealing with the weather so much, but mm-hmm. I would just take those paces with a grain of salt mm-hmm. and kind of try to preserve the spirit of the workout. So mm-hmm. if she's doing what she wants to do for those two and she feels strong and good, Awesome. Mm-hmm. For that third one, I would either say switch it to an easy run and go for the duration. So if it's a 45 minute workout total, awesome. Go for 45 minutes. If it's four miles total, go for four miles. Just make it all easy. Like, like that's never a bad choice mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Or the other thing is if it's intervals, you know, where she maybe has, say she has six intervals, do four or do mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. And then again, like, you know, complete the workout as far as the duration, because that, you know, will lend a nice cardiovascular base. But again, think about the spirit of the workout and not necessarily necessarily have, having to just be like, I got to get this pace down to the exact, mm-hmm. you know, second. And she doesn't sound that intense, but I yeah. just want to say like, you know, when you are aiming for paces, sometimes it's like this game of like trying to thread the needle mm-hmm. and it can be very frustrating. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you know that you're supposed to be working really hard, then work really hard. And if that's, Showing up on your Garmin, awesome, or your Koros, great. And if it's not, then that's okay too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Timothy, can I tell you, I just took nearly a page of notes about what you just said. Um. <laughs> I, 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 do you have three hard workouts a week too, Sarah? <laughs> no stopping from mermaid sightings on those whims. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, yeah, I mean, I had the exact same thought when I listened to that message that three pace specific workouts, meaning high intensity pace. So it's not, yeah, hey, go out, we don't go know out that for sure. Mm-hmm. We don't know that. That's the only oh, thing. It's like, it may be like, saying, mm-hmm. maybe it's a, her easy run. She's supposed to run it, you know, 
again, it might have paces attached to it that mm-hmm. are not necessarily all intervals or mm. tempo or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But even in the run less, run faster, like your long run has a as a pace attached to oh, it. Oh, gotcha. That's gotcha, the thing. gotcha. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do also want to throw in one bit from back in my being coach days when I was training for my PR marathon, which happened in 2009. My coach told me emphatically, she said, I will never be impressed if you come back and tell me you exceeded the pace I asked for. Meaning that if I was supposed to do mile repeats at, I don't know what it was, 815 or whatever the heck it was. If I came back and said, oh, I did 805, she was just going to give me the stink eye instead of giving me a high five. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, Two other things that just come to mind for Laura Catherine. Laura Catherine, I was going to call her Emily Catherine, but I know Emily's coming up, so our Laura Catherine, is to monitor your levels of exhaustion. I mean, obviously, you're in an intense training cycle, so you are going to be tired, mm. but there's kind of a fine line between being that kind of good tired and knowing that you're kind of reaching your limit and pushing over that edge. And, you know, if your legs are heavy all the time, if you start Mm -hmm. to have trouble sleeping, if you lose your appetite, Mm -hmm. you know, all those things, if it stops being fun and and I put fun in air quotes, Mm -hmm. you know, but if if you really like start to dread, dread, dread it, Mm -hmm. those are signs of pushing yourself too far. Mm -hmm. And that's just not worth it. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. the other thing I want to say is, have faith. I mean, it sounds like you are very dedicated oh, yeah. to this training program. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I w- if I were a betting woman, I would say you got a PR, you oh, know, yeah. especially if the cards align with the weather and you stay injury free and you pace yourself correctly, like you are going to have a great day. So mm-hmm. don't write it off. It might not be, if say, if you're aiming for a, a two hour, you might run a 202, you mm-hmm. know, but if mm-hmm. your PR before that's a 205, that's a PR, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I have got the exact same impression and thoughts as I was listening to that message. I'm like, oh, you got this, Laura Catherine. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So we want we want to hear. We want an update, Laura Catherine. Okay. <laughs> if you hear this question and you run your race, we want an update either way. Actually, I would love. I mean, of course, we would celebrate a PR, but we celebrate any finish line. So mm-hmm. sure let do. us know how it goes. Yes. 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 All right, let's hear from the brands and partners that allow us to bring you this free content. Please consider supporting them since they support us. We'll be back soon with more Q's and A's. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Here's Heather asking about sports bras. Hi, Dimity and Sarah. This is Heather from Ohio, and I have a question about sports bras. So first, the backstory is recently I had a breast reduction I went from a 34 triple D, um, and it looks like I'll end up with like a 34 C, possibly a 34 D. And so first question is, normally in the past, um, things that, you know, clothing and things like that would be recycled and donated to my local Salvation Army or, or Goodwill. It's still okay to do that with sports bras, or is there someplace else that would be better for me to um, recycle them? And second, so since I've always been a big girl up top, 
I've always worn high-impact bras to do anything. If I'm weeding in the garden or walking the dogs, let alone running, I've always worn high-impact bras. So now, you know, that I have to buy all new bras, the question is, how many bras do people or suggest people have, you know, and do people have a mix of high-impact and low-impact bras? So, for instance, if I'm riding my bike or doing yoga, can I get away with having a lower impact bra or should I always continue buying the the high impact bras that I tend to wear for running? Thanks so much. Bye. All righty. Heather, a great multi-part question, Heather, that that was the question that I thought about then for pretty much the rest of the evening after I listened to I it. I love so, it. Well, yeah. and I just want to say, like, what relief for her. I mean, I just mm-hmm. hope that she's feeling so much, like, lighter. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine she is. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, Heather. All right. Your first question, what to do with your now too big bras, is a topic that gets addressed, actually, in this coming Friday's podcast with guest Tina Muir, who's the co-author of the just-released book, Becoming a Sustainable Runner. And when I put together these notes for answers, I had, I was, I don't know, two hours after, it was two hours after the conversation with Tina Muir. I'm like, wow, okay, we just talked about that. So my concern on that topic of what to do with those bras that you now no longer don't fit into, or they're too baggy on you, which sounds like it might be yours, is that if some of your sports bras are too well-loved, they won't get resold at Goodwill or Salvation Army stores, in which case then you're pretty much just pawning off the, hey, can you throw this out? onto them. You're feeling good about it. They're doing the pitching. So if it's well past its sell-by date, I would suggest a couple things. You could, I know that when I used to shop at H&M, they would let you turn in used clothes when you made a purchase and didn't have to be H&M clothes. It could be just anything, you know, like, I don't know, a pair of jeans you had laying around or whatever, you know, so you can recycle and upcycle them at H&M. I'm sure some other stores do that. And then here in Oregon and some other Western cities like Seattle, and I'm pretty sure Dim, it's now in Denver, there's that pickup service that we use called Ridwell that takes Mm -hmm. numerous categories for recycling, including that every time they have the category threads, and that takes unused clothes and unused fabrics. Sorry, used clothes. Used clothes clothes and um, like leftover fabric from projects, or if you bought something besides you didn't like it, whatever it is, you know, so got some yardage laying around. Some yardage yes. laying around. Yes. As we all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, if you do, the, the, to her, um, her question about, you know, can I donate older bras to, or use bras, I definitely know women on the pickleball court who get a lot of their workout clothes at Goodwill or Salvation Army stores. So if if they're newer and have some life left in them, I say definitely donate them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how many bras does she need now that she's got her new polished shiny chest? <laughs> I personally would say three high impact. I mean, it depends on how many times she runs and how many bras she wants, but I would start with three high impact ones and I would use those for running. I would use those for weight training just because there might be jumps or something else that's involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still going to want some support there. And then for like yoga and cycling, I definitely think she can use a a medium to low impact. Sometimes low impact bras are like bralettes, you know, (laughs) and a C and a D is still going to, you know, you're going to still want to support them. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I would say like a medium impact, but you probably will definitely not need like the lock and load coverage you needed for your previous chest. You know, (laughs) it could be just a nice over the head, like I said, like kind of a breath of fresh air. So Mm -hmm. I would probably have one to two of those and I would kind of see what feels good, you know, and then kind of dive in and and grab a couple more of those. See, that was the 
what I came to last evening as I thought about more when I was, okay, I was putting away laundry. So I was thinking about sports bras. And so I thought my first thought was also get three running ones because you don't want to be beholden to doing laundry just all the time. And, but then I thought, well, you know, I might start with two if I didn't already have one that I knew I was really going to like, because, you know, this sure. it's a great opportunity. Woo. You know, three new sports bras. That's amazing. But then it's like, maybe you start with two because in this day and age, you know, if you decide on Monday, you like it, you, another one can be there. A new one can be there on Tuesday for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you're not, and they're not, and they're still not cheap. I mean, I know the, mm-hmm. the ones that are built for larger chested women are, you know, yeah, you need a very on expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, but they're still not, I mean, we're still talking 50, 60, 70 bucks for a solid sports bra. Oh, again, for that high impact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Dim, you and I are not super well endowed, but do yeah. you, do you wear a different bra for cycling than back in the day when you ran? No, I didn't. I mean, I'm a B cup on a good day. So, I mean, I, I could pretty much, um, don't hate me (laughs) or you probably Sarah, but, um, I could pretty much get away with any bra. I mean, not, 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 not necessarily like a bralette, you know, but Mm -hmm. you know, when I used to do the testing for runner's world, all the Mm -hmm. sports bras, the depth of the coverage or the support was not ever an issue. It was more like, Mm -hmm. is it cute? Do Mm -hmm. I like it? Does Mm -hmm. it have, does, you know, do my headlights show? That was a big Mm -hmm. one, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it wasn't, and and does it dig or chafe? Those are Mm -hmm. things of course, but yeah. Yeah. But I, what about you? Did you have, do you have specific different ones? You know, before I discovered the handful Y-back bra, I did have more, as you call them, locked and loaded bras, because I really, that's kind of what I like is being, you know, kind of compressed when I I run. And so I did have more heavy duty bras for that. And then when I did bar or cycling, something like that, I would wear more of a pullover casual quote-unquote casual style sports bra but now that i've discovered the handful y-back that's that's my go-to bra for everything because it's super effective for i mean i'm supposedly not much more than a i don't know an a but um that's what i wear in a what would you call that a daily bra a um lifestyle bra yeah so that y-back is just so comfortable that i can wear it for any activity that I'm doing. And I, when, once I discovered that I truly got rid of all my other bras and just switched over to those. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 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 So, okay. This is Emily. She wants to know about running a shorter race while training for a half marathon. Hi, this is Emily from Omaha, Nebraska. And I guess my question is about what do you recommend for doing races while you're training for a race? If that makes sense. So, Right now, it's early August, and I will be doing my first half marathon uh, the first weekend of November, but I'm also signed up for a 5K in September and a 10K in October, so hopefully this will be fine. Um, I kind of like having something to look forward to, and I'm still relatively new to racing. It's actually going to be my first timed 5K that I didn't just time myself or didn't just do like one of those sort of gimmicky for fun 5Ks where they don't time you, but there's stuff being like sprayed at you and stuff. So anyway, I would love to hear your thoughts on the benefits or the downfalls of training for races while training for other races. Okay. Thank you. Bye. 
Okay, Emily, your question definitely makes sense. Uh, it makes so much sense, in fact, that there such races have names. They're called tune-up races. Yeah, yeah. And so people can use these as a way to check in with their training, especially if they have a time goal. Mm. Like our friend Laura Catherine, they want to hit during their goal race. And usually you have it like a little bit close. Like it's not necessarily like I wouldn't call it 5K a tune-up race. I would just call that a a 5k in the middle of her training cycle. <laughs> um, her 10k might be a little bit closer to a tune-up race because it's it's closer to her race date and it's closer to the distance that she's mm-hmm. going to go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that said, like I would not call these, I mean, for Emily, you could call them a tune-up race, but I would not think of them as like, am I dialed in for my first half marathon ever? Instead, I would use them as just, I mean, it mm-hmm. sounds... Like she's got such a fresh new perspective and mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, I'm like, oh, your first 5K and your first half marathon and probably your first 10K, you know? <laughs> Didn't you feel like the, uh, well, let people know that it used to be that I was the only one who actually heard these questions, but now I finally realized, oh, you can click download off of Google Voice and then share yeah. them with Dimity. Um, so, <laughs> so now you get to hear them. But didn't you almost want to break into song when you heard her message? Like, you Yes, know? <laughs> I just love it. I love it. It's so fun. I mean, that's I love that energy. And um, that's what keeps running so fresh and new is because even if you've done this a thousand times, you get to hear that energy again and you can kind of reflect on and when that was you, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, a couple things. One thing I would say to Emily is that the, the only thing that I would kind of think about is if, if those races, I mean, it sounds like they're already kind of set on the calendar, mm-hmm. but if they can correspond with mileage or that is mm-hmm. similar to what you have in your workout schedule that day, mm-hmm. that would be best, mm-hmm. right? So probably your, the 5k is my guess is that it will probably coincide with a day that is might be a little bit longer just because you're training for a half marathon. And so you could probably tack on, you know, a little bit of time on either side. I prefer to tack it on at the beginning because (laughs) when you cross the finish line, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's really hard to say like, okay, now I'm going to go run for another mile. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, you're just, Hey, tall gal at the finish line. It was back there. You don't need, you can stop now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Forrest Gumpy of you. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. So if if that aligns nicely or somewhat, I mean, then, then you're good to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so, so definitely what, what you're saying is that if on your training plan, it calls for eight miles then, and because that 5k is more than likely on a weekend when most people do their long runs, then if you want to get that 5k mileage up closer to eight miles. So exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. So, but also, you know, shorter races during a, a training cycle, they can do a lot for you. They can do things physiologically, obviously, but also because Emily is you know, rather new to the sport. It's good. It lets you work out race jitters before the big day. So you can kind of have a practice. You can practice your fueling and hydration practice, you know, what you're going to be taking in during the race, your outfit, see what chafes, see what's comfortable, see maybe what looks cute in a race photo. As is the same thing what's cute. Yeah, mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and all those things are so important. And, and sure, yes, training lets you figure out you should be taking in, you know, a goo energy at mile two and mile five and, you know, mile eight, whatever works for you, but then putting it into practice, doing it on the fly or doing it at a water stop or whatever. It's just, it's good. It's an opportunity that um, makes the training seem a little more, um, I don't 
legit, I don't know, is quite the right word, but. Yeah, um, no, it, it's cool. I mean, it brings it to life because, I mean, that's the other thing too. I mean, so yeah, like figuring out how to work on the aid stations. I mean, she's obviously been in races before, but like mm-hmm. what that feels like, how does she walk through them? Mm-hmm. Also, this is really helpful because she is going to want to think about her pacing on her half marathon day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the color run kind of has like a frenetic experience about it, you know, um, <laughs> in other races like that, that are super fun. And so kind of figuring out where to place herself with other mm-hmm. runners, mm-hmm. how to not go out too fast, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's going to, I would concentrate on that more during the 10K, you mm-hmm. know, kind of think of the 10K as the first half of your half marathon. Mm-hmm. So I would not worry about the time on the clock at all. I mean, again, mm-hmm. my guess is that you probably have PRs because she's training consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, but just do not, you know, we like you're you're the exact opposite of Laura Catherine. Just go <laughs> enjoy it, get comfortable, have fun, and um, and just kind of yeah, just enjoy crossing a couple of starting lines and finish lines and the the camaraderie that surrounds you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for someone like Laura Catherine, let's go back to her, you know, with someone who has a PR goal in mind, you know, answering this question to a person like that is uh, you'd have to remember that, okay, you're not going to be tapered for the race so that let's say someone is trying to break two hours in a half marathon for the first time. And they they are there doing a 10 K to see if they can maintain the pace that they want and all that sort of stuff. You, you know, you have to give yourself a, a bit of grace because unlike half marathon day, when you will have tapered and everything will be pointing toward that fit starting line, that 10 K you're just tossing it in there. So you have to not be, Oh my gosh, I meant to be going five seconds faster per mile. It's like, okay, well that, that would probably come off on the real race day because you'd be tapered. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like, you know, have you seen the Barbie movie, Sarah? Not yet. I'm trying to get John to go with me. Oh, you got to go. Oh, so I know. It. Oh, I'm Oh, I'm so excited to see it. But I really, because of the song and dance numbers, I really want to go with him. So and he's, he had COVID and then he has just been on a farewell tour around Portland. So yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. All right. But, you, but I, I could plug my ears while you do a Barbie analogy if you want. Uh, um, well, I, I don't, it doesn't make sense actually <laughs> I'm about it. It's like, you know what? It's not, it's not as bad as the real world as Barbie, right? Like the 10 K without a taper is not the real world. And, you know, and race day isn't Barbie world because it's not always perfect. So, you know, so that, that's all there's, there's no spoilers there. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you for being so pop culturally sensitive to, you know, work it back to the biggest thing of the summer. I like that, Dimity, being yeah, being thank relevant. You, thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, folks, these were great questions. Love the really variety are. of them. And we really need questions. Please, please, please. We because I, I think because we ran a repeat episode recently, it wasn't foremost in people's minds that they could call and give us new questions. So please do that by calling 470-BADASS-1. That comes out to 470-223-2771. Please tell us your first name and where you're calling from. Keep your message to a minute or less. And the number is now always in our show notes as long as I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, please call and, and leave us a question. Nice. Um, And I have two little tidbits we want to share. First, Mm -hmm. Fall Into Fitness is our new fall non-race based program. It focuses actually on all three parts of fitness. Um, As much as we love our endurance sports, we know that fitness is actually made up of cardiovascular endurance, muscular strength, and joint mobility. 
And every workout in the six-week program integrates fresh pieces of those three things, mobility, strength, and cardio. Mm. We've got this great physical therapist, Dr. Sarah Zimmer, who loves to run and loves her runners to feel strong and injury-free. She's going to lead the weekly mobility section, and we're going to have three levels of workouts, just like our other Love the Run program. So whether you're falling back into fitness after months away, no judgment there. Are you ready to fall deeper into your well-carved routine? This is going to be a great program for you. Yeah. So check it out. Um, Registration opens on August 28th. Very nice. Very nice. And your other announcement, Timothy. The other announcement is that we wanted to give you a heads up about our Tuesday podcast in September. We are going to do our first series of podcasts. So exciting, Sarah. Mm -hmm. This American Life might be calling next. (laughs) The series of podcasts is called The Final Finish Line, which focuses on that time that hopefully never happens to you, but it has happened to me and plenty of other women when you can no longer run. We're going to bring on a variety of guests, including women in various stages of dealing with this journey, some sports medicine doctors, a sports psychologist. This is not going to be all doom and gloom, though. I don't want you to like be like, oh, I'm not going to tune in on Tuesdays because, (laughs) um, in fact, despite the somewhat dramatic series name, Mm -hmm. do you like the final finish? I do. I was just going to say that, Dimity. It is very (laughs) clever. You you outdid yourself. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. But um, the the podcast, the four podcasts are going to be honest, helpful, insightful conversations about what happens when your body might not be able to do the thing you love to do anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's going to start the day after Labor Day, which I believe is September 5th, but it is. I think it is. I think it is. Yes. 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 And you are well-versed not only because you've lived this situation, but also you have written a series for women's running about it. So it's partially like that series coming to life. So well done, you, Timothy. Yes. Just like the Barbie world coming to life. Yeah. 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 So I guess- Lizzo (laughs) might narrate our- our, She might write a song about it. I don't know. So, but I guess it does mean then that, that if people call in with their questions, they won't get answers until October. So it means we're going to have a bounty, a bounty, bounty, just like a pumpkin patch full of (laughs) questions. Oh my goodness. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medora from Fire on the Bluff. Keep those questions coming. We're here with answers. And Sarah, what else? Mm, Mermaids. 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 Mm -hmm. Mermaids. Or mermans, maybe too. Mm, Yes. Thank you, please. (laughs) (laughs) 